gotta go again on my own. I fired my sister and I'm the only host. <laughs> okay, bye. Wow. I didn't know you had full say of how this thing ran, but I'll leave. I wrote out a contract when this when we did episode one and I'm the only one who signed it. I made sure you've never seen it. It's locked somewhere. It's under the floorboards in the apartment. You're going to never know the details. You don't even know how much I get paid for this show. You get paid? Uh-huh. That's upsetting. It's okay, Danny. We can pay you okay. 70% of what I make. So... 70%? Oh, okay. That was like a... Okay, A pay discrepancy yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah. between the genders. Get it, yeah. Which is uh, crazy because I... gender doesn't exist. And then I just take off all my clothes and run into the street. Okay. <laughs> well, if you ever do start getting paid for this show, please Venmo me a couple dollars. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'd love, uh, you know, literally t- quarters. Literally $2. And in, in the caption, it just says, uh, talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we would get paid for is talking. It's, I'm good I didn't at it, dress though. up for this. I put a you shirt on. Have... I am wearing sweatpants. Yeah, same. Good, good morning, good afternoon, okay. good <laughs> evening, and good night. Welcome to The Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism and talking about the things you like that other people maybe don't like. I'm your host, Billy, joined as always with my sister. Who's that? Dagny. What's up, Dagny? How are you doing this morning, this afternoon, this evening? Uh, Whenever you're listening. Did you say that? Yes. I like when you say that. Aww. Oh, okay. I, I might not have this time. It. Whenever you're listening, welcome to Le Pop to Moist. Yeah, it's a, a cute little thing. Um, I, I'm good. I'm good. I did. What did I do this morning, actually? I kind of already forgot. Cleaned a little. I really bring in hot, exciting Just so, I mean, I, I <laughs> woke up and played Dead by Daylight for two hours straight. And then. Oh, I dusted. <laughs> oh, look, you've got a duster right next to you. Great. Good. Now we know. <laughs> no i actually so so on dead by daylight like the rounds can be like 15 20 minutes if they're like intense and i started around yeah. at um like eleven thirty-five. for the listeners at home we started recording at noon and i was like this will be no problem and then i'm like getting close to the end of the match i was doing really good and i like, glance at my phone and it was like eleven fifty-seven. and i was like oh i gotta kill all of you really quickly everyone um... everyone died. but i made it i was on time and i made coffee so it's good well, that, that link was uh, about a minute late, so I, I get that. I also, this will lead into what I'm going to talk cool. about, so I'm just going to take over. I also misjudged time this morning because the show that I'm going to talk about today, I started, I was like watching it casually while I was cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, dusting as the, I showed you. Um, and then I kind of let it roll over into another episode and lost track of time because it is a very captivating show. Billy. Have you heard about this show called Couples Therapy? Is that like a TV show? Yes. Is it a comedy show? No, 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 no. <laughs> because there is a, a comedy podcast called Couples Therapy that Naomi Ekperian no. hosts with her boo. Yes, re- I know what you're okay. talking about. That's what I thought it was because I just wanted to talk about Naomi on the show. She's one of my favorite stand-up comedians and I want to work with her. Naomi, if you're listening, call me. Okay. Oh, this show, Billy... Dr. Orna. Orna? Yes. I always want to say Orla. Dr. Orna. Wonderful human. She's got voice like like a new slab of butter. Like you're spreading it on toast. That's what she sounds like. <laughs> She's so cool. But basically, it is reality TV. But I was doing research beforehand because I was like, why are these, these people are so vulnerable. If there was a camera in their face, there's no way these moments would be this authentic because I buy everything they say. There's hidden cameras everywhere. So they know they're on. They're being paid to be on, but they don't know where the cameras are. And 
I was reading interviews of couples that had been on and they're like, yeah, we know it's happening, but three minutes in, we get so engulfed in what we're talking about. We forget that the cameras are there. Um, and it's essentially, essentially it's like each season there's five couples and every episode it's like 10 kind of five or 10 minutes segments that we, um, sorry, why am I getting text messages? I was on airplane mode. Okay. Wow. Um, wow. The true professionalism. So sorry. So sorry. So sorry. Um, but each episode we get like five to 10 minutes of a segment with each couple. But what's great is they'll drop a, I don't cuss that often, but they'll drop a fucking bombshell. Like one woman's like, I woke up to a punch in the face for my ex-husband every day. And I'm like, what? And Dr. Orna just leans and she's like, okay, tell me more about that. How do you think that's affecting what, like what your husband's saying right now? It's, it's insane. But <laughs> Billy, I don't know how to convey how captivating this show is. And I need you to start watching it now because it's gotten so popular. It was a very popular TikTok TikToker um, told everybody about this show. And now I think everyone is watching it. It's on Amazon Prime, but it's a Showtime show. And now all of a sudden there's a label that says it's leaving Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime on April 30th. For reference, today is April 25th. So you have five days to watch two seasons of this. Oh, wow. Because it's going if, to disappear. If you're, listening, if you're listening to this show right now on the day it came out, you have two days. You have two days to watch the yes. show with Dagny's recommendation. Or, so you, gotta... or you go back in time to 2017 when Twin Peaks The Return is about to premiere. <laughs> And you convince someone in your family that they need to pay for Showtime so that you can watch Twin Peaks. And then you make sure that family member never stops paying for Showtime. Oops, oops, oops. Dagny, you and I are fine. Mom's paying for Showtime. Oh, do we have Showtime? Oh, okay. Yeah, make sure well, they don't listen to this episode. But um, yeah, they've been- Yeah, I'll tell mom and dad not to listen to the With one Taylor? that they would most likely listen uh, to. <laughs> spoiler alert, but you know, it's on the it's it's on the title. Your name's in the title. Don't make a face. You're coming in a second. Um, he's been taking notes. He, it's, it's, I, what Billy, what I was talking to him uh, before Taylor Swain as a profession does therapy and uh, not, he, he gives therapy and <laughs> I wanted to make sure that this coincidence of me talking about a show about therapy was not going to be a conflict. Okay. Of we'll, interest. we'll bring it back That's up. What the, we'll bring it back up when he comes in and we'll make sure we, we find a conflict of interest somewhere. We'll be sure. I'm sure he'll correct me on cool. something. One of the best parts of the show also is she has a, a lovely little like husky mixed dog named Nico that everybody talks about how comforting this dog is. Um, so I think, I don't know, I would love to have a dog in a therapy session. That sounds awesome. And oh, yeah, true. one thing that I read in a, because I, I also, I was thinking again, how they're so vulnerable with, I assumed cameras in their faces because the shots are so crisp and clear, but they're all hidden. Um, and I guess every episode or every session, <laughs> every session, Dr. Orna makes sure she's like, you guys still feel comfortable with the whole thing about this being recorded, right? So they check in every time. It seems like a healthy thing because um, I guess it, it could feel icky yeah. if it was done wrong. But she does everything with intention. I want to tell her my secrets. She seems so kind. <laughs> I like Dr. Orna a lot. Anyway, if you're listening, you have two days to watch this if you don't have Showtime. Uh, and I highly recommend it. It's a really, I don't want to say a good time. It's a fascinating time. And it's its peaceful, yes, chaotic. That's my recommendation for the week. Billy, what do you want to talk wow. about? No, I, it's, uh, 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 you know what, if you do have Showtime, watch Twin Peaks The Return. Just watch, I mean, it, it, you have to watch the first Twin Peaks first. No, so Dagny. Did you listen to a thing no, I said, Billy, or were you just waiting to not plug at all. Twin Peaks? Not at all. I don't even know. Dr. Lorna, you said? Watch it on oh, Cinemax. Okay. okay. 
So, um, I, Dagny, there was, I had a, a thought that you and I might actually bring in the same thing, but we didn't. We didn't. Um, I watched a film last night. A film. Not a TV show. I actually watched a movie. A oh. new movie. Have I watched it? Is it God? Uh, oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. And you know what? As a film, it was just fine. <laughs> That's exactly what everyone has um, said. Is they were like it? Yeah, fine. I could. I I I want to talk about what I did like about it because that is the theme of the show. It could it could have been a better movie. Um, on the yeah. bright side, the fight sequences are almost all fucking great like they are just cool fight sequences um uh here's the weirdest critique though because it is maybe i haven't seen the other mortal kombat movies but the boyfriend has i didn't realize Mm -hmm. this is only the second mortal kombat movie with an r rating which is insane apparently two were pg-13 and do people get thrown on spikes no but you know so my favorite my boy kung lao who i play in the games he's the one he's odd job 2.0 he's got the big hat they do his yeah. fatality where he throws it into a ground like a razor blade and then pushes someone through it. And she's like, like through the skull, like gets split in half down her body. Dear Lord. Um, Great. And so things like that happened. But when the movie was over, I looked at my, I looked at my boyfriend and I said, I don't think it was violent enough. And he went, yeah, it wasn't. And it was because the violence that they had was like shocking Mortal Kombat level fatalities. But it's yeah. like they were like trying to pepper them in. So there's like huge gaps without it. And then there's fights where you're like, okay, you could have just like made that more violent. And instead it's, it feels like an, a PG-13 fight where the final mm-hmm. move is NC-17, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like, yeah, punch, punch, oh. dodge, punch, punch, punch. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to rip both your like, arms feels off. feels out of place. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And the, the other thing that's weird, I think, is um, they introduce a new character who's not in the games in order to be like the focal point for the audience. And he's how you, okay. like, get into the world of Mortal Kombat. However, the second you f- you meet Scorpion and Sub-Zero first, then you mm-hmm. meet him, and then you meet, like, ten other characters in maybe the fastest character introduction I've seen in a movie in a long time. <laughs> They're just like... And it's so much of it is like, you play these games, right? And if you haven't, you're, you're just like, no. It's like, well, this is Jax. This is Sonya Blade. That's Melina. This is Kotal God. You're like, okay... <laughs> And then as soon as the, the Mortal Kombat characters show up, especially Sonya Blade, as soon as Sonya Blade shows up, you go, she should have been the main character of this movie because she's already a Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat character. And she literally is, as soon as main character guy shows up, she's like the driving force behind the movie. She's like making all the decisions. Hmm. She's got all the information. She's got the biggest conflict as a character. Um, okay. I'm glad I watched it, but it's, 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 um, it's, just, it's just fine as a film. And anyone listening at home who is going to watch it, um, my boyfriend pointed something out to me that I cannot unhear. The main character, who is a martial artist first and an actor third or fourth, um, <laughs> has an identical speech pattern to Tommy from the Power Rangers. Like l- every every way he delivers a line is the way Tommy would have said the line. In like, <laughs> oh yeah, I like come that. and get it. Like it's just it's so <laughs> Power Rangers the way he speaks, and I love it. And honestly you can't criticize the, sh- the movie too much because like the first time Kano has a fight, he fights reptile. And at the end of the mm-hmm. fight, he almost winks at the camera and goes, Kano wins. Um, there's a- <laughs> another character at one point. It's Kung Lao. Kung Lao at one point, like gets his hand, he goes flawless victory. And in that fight, he got hit like three or four times. <laughs> so based on the rules of the game, Mortal Kombat, it was not a flawless victory. It's not his health bar victory. would have been down a little bit. So not, but he, he got yeah, to say yeah. it. So there's, there's things like that. That's like, 
okay. And by the time you get to the climax, also the climax of the movie doesn't feel like the climax because it's a fight between two characters who haven't been in the film for an hour is the final fight. You're like, oh <laughs> okay. But in that final fight, when they, when they start going and they like have a remix version of the song, it's like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care that mm. this movie needs one more fight sequence after this. I don't care that it's been paced weirdly the whole time. Um, uh, that final fight is great. Even though a lot of the final fight yeah. is in the trailer. But the final fight is fucking great. But yeah, Mortal Kombat. I'm glad you had a good time. I was it. really hot hey, when I watched it, That's what most too. people are saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could contribute to the optimistic take of it. Uh, but most people, I, most people I've heard from two people that have watched it. You're yeah. the third. It's that just it's were, that were like it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. You can watch it if you want. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, I don't regret watching it, and I do think you should. It's good. It's, it has a lot of problems, but it you know, saw blade it's chop in half, arms get ripped off, guy's head gets exploded with like a clap, like like. And of yeah. course, if you've seen the trailer, there is the moment of all moments, which is where Sub Zero cuts Scorpion. And then takes his blood and freezes the blood into a frozen blood dagger and then stabs him with it. And yeah. you're like, that that's, that's the whole movie. That's that's cinema, yeah. man. That's <laughs> incredible. All right. I think it's time. Uh, I'm very good at. Oh, I Go was, ahead. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say a, a little brag. I'm very good at Mortal Kombat. Like the, the game. The like old arcade game, Billy. I can destroy you oh, yeah. on that just by mashing buttons. Well, we weren't allowed um, to own. I'm not Mortal great Kombat. at a lot of games, but I'm really good at Mortal <laughs> Kombat. We we weren't allowed to own Mortal Kombat because it was so violent. So when I bought Mortal Kombat X in like 2014, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a look what I'm buying. But it's the only one I've ever owned was Mortal <laughs> Kombat 10. But now, honestly, I might get Mortal Kombat 11 after the movie. And that's maybe that's maybe another criticism is when a Mortal Kombat game, which is just ridiculous cutscenes to make excuse mm-hmm. for one-on-one violent one-on-one fights when the games have a more compelling like dialogue scenes than the film yeah. that's a problem you have the source material just like Yikes. make <laughs> take the cutscenes and make them better and then make that a movie whatever great uh well i interrupted you from bringing our guest in I, so i think it's actually time. i have another thought and what if the whole episode is we just keep <laughs> having thoughts and then an hour and a half we're like and that's our show we'll get to taylor next week and then we never get to him yeah ever we never bring him back Billy, you know what other game I kind of like? Similar to I, I like Soul Calibur. Should we just go through? Could you imagine how games? bad a Soul Calibur movie would be? Though that was my first thought. It oh, would be so bad. It really would. It's be like bad. there's an what evil else? sword what else? and a. Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive is another. Dead or Alive. You want to talk about that? Already for an has hour? a very bad movie starring Van from Reba, oh. and then he was on. He's not starring, but he's in it, and that's just what it makes me laugh that he's in it. Um, and now he's in that show, Shameless. Yeah. Any other games you want to talk Fighting about? Fighting games specifically? Instead of bringing our guests Virtua in? Virtua Fighter. <laughs> King of Fighters. What's the one with the clay yeah. people? Clay Fighter? Were they all just called Clay Fighter? Super Smash Brothers. Sure. PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah. Okay, we're being mean now. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and bring uh, Our guest this week is a very, very dear friend of mine. We've been friends since we were 14 years old. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to say clinical psychologist, which is not accurate, but I thought it'd be funny to introduce you that way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. It's Taylor Swain. Oh, thanks, you guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hi, Taylor. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, for those who don't know me, I am actually Billy's therapist. And what I brought in today was <laughs> Billy started a podcast to finally earn his mom's affection. And, you know, really, it's, it's there in the title, you guys. You know, low-hanging fruit. Um, <laughs> 
dumb. Well, like, Billy, the title of this episode is Low Hanging Fruit. It's Low Hanging <laughs> Fruit or like just please listen, Mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, mom love me she does i know me. hi mom uh, what's up all right well i'll step out if this is a therapy session i'll let you guys get to it so i had a i had that dream again last night is it common that there's like eight penises i'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> oh, sorry oh man but no i was so um, jazzed that uh, you were talking about mortal Kombat. yeah um i've seen nothing on it except the passing billboard uh <laughs> mm-hmm. half of half of a trailer but uh, to know that the hat razor blade is in there, that's <laughs> yes, just too yes. cool. Yeah. That's a selling point. Oh, and, and, and this is, uh, uh, I just found this out this morning. So um, Kung Lao and Liu Kang, who are kind of the main characters of Mortal Kombat, though in every movie there are supporting characters, but in the games they're like the leads. Um, the two <laughs> actors who play that, they've been in other things, but both of them were on the Jackie Chan fight team. Like that's how they got their start. And they are oh, wow. so impressive. Like just just like as martial artists in this movie, like, and then Liu Kang takes his... Also, the thing about Liu Kang is he's got, like, a little baby face. Like, he looks like he's, like, 16. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice, casting this little baby face Liu Kang. And then he took his shirt off, and he looked like Chris Evans ate Chris Evans and then got smaller. Like, he's just jacked. <laughs> he was just, like, muscle on muscle. It was insane. That's aggressive. Yeah. I guess uh, soccer moms, come on out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pull every audience yeah. in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um Dagny, I did have a question about uh, couples therapy. Couples therapy? Yeah, I figured yes. you probably would have. I, I, right. Because um, <laughs> I was telling you before, I had seen, you know, the halfest of a half scene. And it mm-hmm. seemed to me like the camera was actually following them in a way. So maybe I was watching the wrong thing. But it seemed for... like they were panning. You know, they'd be cutting in for dramatic effect and whatnot. Um, yeah. And I, I watching it, I was thinking, mm, they're in on it for sure. But I thought like the camera yeah. was there in the room with them. That's what. That's why I had to look it up beforehand because I was fully convinced that the camera had to be very present in their face. But mm. apparently, it's not. There's like double-sided mirrors and all sorts of things in the room um, where they have the cameras hidden. There are transitions where they're they'll they like film little parts in their house. They never talk, but it's just observing the couples. And then there's transitions in between the couples' sessions that they like film people walking down the street and just like random shots. Um, But yeah, it's weird. It's, it's really, I don't know how they do it because it does look like a camera is panning between people multiple times. And there's so many different shots from so many different angles. And I don't know how they're hiding all of these cameras and having such high quality. (laughs) It's, it's wild. That's everybody needs to watch it. That's why I say I, this I next season is going to be first person. They're going to have the uh, Google glasses. Google glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's really good. Any other questions about couples therapy, Taylor? No, I mean I would actually have to watch it uh, to have more questions. <laughs> I think you should. I think you would. You would probably have more of an opinion, or right. maybe you would hate it. I don't actually, know. Actually, who who did you say uh, has that right now? Amazon Prime. Amazon, because I think they also have the Expanse. Yes, one that was. Well, okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> they have another one that's called uh, In Session, I believe. Yeah, um, I haven't watched that, but yeah. So that one, that one we actually uh, used a couple episodes for like in-class study. Like it was mm-hmm. a thing. Every week we would watch one of the uh, patients uh, throughout each week because they stick with maybe three or four uh, different clients and each week is, yeah. the, you know, they're checking in. So that one I think is still on a Prime, but... Yeah, that one was pretty interesting. 
Was it considered good or were you guys like critiquing it? This is not exciting content, but I'm just no, it's curious. Fine. <laughs> it's just fine. It's education. Uh, you know, like I had seen it before, so I was like, oh, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, we were kind of uh, breaking down and, you know, it's very sped up, very like they get to the point very fast. Um, yeah. Tier, tier, tier. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, you see, you see the beats, and it's like, okay, all right, that's cool, yeah. But yeah, no, they did, uh, they did a good job with it. Nice, cool. yeah. Apparently, sorry, one other thing. Apparently, they interviewed like thousands of couples for this show, um, and they made sure they didn't pick super, super vulnerable people that were like, you know, not in a good place. <laughs> they picked couples that were manageable, not in like they have real problems. But it's- Doc, I need to tell you, I have a second family <laughs> and have for a number of years. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Live. That's, that's, Tune in next yeah. week. <laughs> I wish each one was to be continued. And it's just like, but it's overall pretty peaceful. Uh, just mostly because her voice is butter and she's so calming of a presence. Um, but Taylor, do you want to tell us what you brought in today for your your top? You oh, know, really I, I thought I would just uh, fuck around and bring in uh, season three of Digimon. <laughs> 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 No, but while I do uh, disagree with Bear just on his existential level, uh, he did have some very astute observations. Oh, there. good. Okay, I'm glad you agreed with. And him. I learned uh, I didn't know that. Uh, is it the boyfriend uh, is a fan of the Digimon? Yeah. Okay. You know, my cousin Michael is also a fan of the Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not even. I don't yeah. even fast of a comeback. Okay, tell him hi. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, my friend Michael is also pretty interested. <laughs> I have to bleep it. Now I have to bleep it for the joke because you guys are going for the joke. That's so fucking stupid. Why did we do this? I just did this to myself. So, you know, it just as a sidebar, uh, yesterday, it's a, you know, it's a shout out for my own family. Uh, it was my grandfather's 88th birthday. And, uh, oh, nice. In Scottish culture, uh, the term of endearment is claim. So, you know, I had a call with... My call with McLean, and uh, I wish him a happy birthday. Uh, they're again eighty-eight. So. <laughs> I'm gonna fling myself off the balcony. Oh my god! People are gonna find this is this is this is, right. this is the that scene in Kill Bill One with silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Like that's the fucking what is it? Everyone's gonna be like, okay, that's the audience is just. Decoding yeah, his name yeah. slowly. Oh my God. So Taylor, I do want to let you know that I yeah. I might now I think I might be wrong. I might have gone too obvious, but I did write on this sheet of paper what I think oh, yeah, you yes. brought in. Oh, nice. Well, you know, I I had my own gimmick as well. I was going to leave this up to you guys because I oh. could do a Give movie. I could do a movie, I could do a cartoon, I can do a video game. Oh, so I thought I would give it up to you. Ben. Oh, okay. Wait, Billy, can you say what you think it is? Can you say what I, you think the I wrote are? down I'm just Biodome curious. with Polly Shore. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts. I did think about that. Because <laughs> I just. And I did not get a chance to go back and rewatch because it. Because. Do all my study and get my notes in order. When it comes to Biodome with Polly Shore, my only. My introduction. I don't know what It's this just is. a movie from the 90s that is universally regarded as just being a train wreck. Well, of since a- we're talking about it, it is one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever created, and it stars Polly Shore in his prime. Uh, it has Stephen Baldwin, uh, brother of Alec, uh, of Alec Baldwin fame. And uh, mm-hmm. so basically, it's one of those 90s, just Gen X, out of college, uh, life is too good, we are stoner bummers. 
and mm. we stumble into a very highly specific scientific biodome, and uh, hilarity ensues. I'll check it out. It's Dagny. It is. No it idea. is widely regarded as like the worst thing Polly Shore has ever done, and Taylor hmm. loves it, okay. which is hilarious to me. And I would love, <laughs> oddly enough, I would love to watch the it. worst thing he's done, but the best movie uh, <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Um, uh, so what are you feeling, Dagny? Because uh, there's a part of me that wants to talk about a video game, just because we've only done one video game episode before. Um, Fair enough. It's gonna. But now I'm kind of want to know what all three video are. Game? Taylor, do you have yeah, one? It's gonna depend. Do you have on one that you're most oh, excited about? Hmm. I saw you also taking notes. Were you at before? Were you taking notes about what we were talking about, or just more research on your things? Oh, I was drawing penises. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's what my therapist does Makes during sense. my sessions. I'm convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the doodle scene from Lebowski where he's uh, taking notes on the phone and then he scribbles over it. Like, that's that's all I was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Draw, drawing out uh, Billy's next tattoo. Thank oh, you. Lovely. Billy, we still have to get our matching tattoos. We're, we'll that talk about fun. that sometime. Um, so, wait, it, I want to hear the video game first, just because if we do a video game, it's going to depend on which one it is, because sometimes I can't contribute at all to the conversation. If y'all want that, that's fine. I'll, I'll just listen. But what's the, the video game? Video game would be 2064 Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, because it's the only one I haven't really played. Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah, shout burn on me. Cause it, it made me it made me mm -hmm. sad as a child, and I, I didn't want to play it if it was sad. So I just replayed Ocarina, and then and then Wind Waker came out, and th that's all she wrote. I liked Wind, Wind Waker. Wind Waker was my favorite till Breath of the Wild came out. All right, so what? Wait, we could also do more yeah. than one thing yeah. too. With, like with Carlin, we did too. Yeah. Um. So what's what's your? I guess the movie next. I want to know what you brought in. Movie. We got the Godzilla trilogy, specifically uh, <laughs> King of the Monsters. I know. I know Godzilla v Kong just came out, and I am. Stupidly jazzed for that one, but uh, King of the Monsters—that's a—that's a hinge point right there. Okay. Well, cool. Okay, and then we got a a, a TV series. A cartoon? TV Are you talking program? about uh, Dragon Ball sorry, Z sorry. specifically? The uh, last <laughs> season, the Majin Buu season. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, Billy, I'll leave it up to you if you wanna um, if you wanna pick or Taylor if you have one that you're more inclined so to talk about. So I, I do have because so so Dagny, um, Taylor and I recently hung out together in a certain desert town to the east, and uh, um, we mm -hmm. had a friend out there with us who does listen to the show. Hello, Malcolm. Thanks for listening. Did can you believe that we've sunk so low that Taylor Swain is our guest? Um, nice. Uh, <laughs> And we had a whole conversation out there about Taylor's fascination with lizards. Uh, just as like, just like, you know, okay. you remember growing up when Taylor would come over yeah, and there yeah. were like lizards in our Texas house and Taylor was always like, look at all the lizards. Yeah. And Malcolm had no idea. So yeah. Malcolm has no, had no idea that Taylor is like that he just has a lizard lizards. happy. Um, and yeah. then we were like, yeah, that's why he likes Godzilla so much. So there is a part of me that wants to, I really <laughs> would like to, cause it is a trilogy. And cause Godzilla is one of those things yeah. where it's like, people kind of think of it as being, not great but there are the movies mm -hmm. that are great and it's a cultural touchstone and it's been around for what 70 years now yeah and i i'm also leaning towards that because i have not watched the newest one but i did have a conversation yesterday with a group of friends who had all seen it so i do have some things to contribute even though i don't taylor you kind of insinuated you haven't watched the most recent one no he has oh no i did <laughs> 
Oh, you have. Okay, great. I've watched. Yeah, I would be shocked if you hadn't. Okay. Um, okay, Mia so I do have something. Yeah, yeah, we can we can okay, we can sorry. touch the other two topics quickly at the end, just because we brought them up, and I know that there's yeah. audience members now that are like, I wanted a Dragon Ball Z episode, so we'll just like touch. But <laughs> that's I, me. I, I'm you're the, one. the audience member. You're listening <laughs> to it furious. Um, but yeah, so this so this Godzilla trilogy is if I uh-huh. am I correct in that? It, well, now it's is it Godzilla King of the Monsters, Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla versus Kong. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got ASMR in this. <laughs> uh, what do we have now? We do have the three, and then we have yes, the, the, the 2014 one as well, from with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen. Correct. Which is got 2014, just Godzilla. 2019, King of the Monsters. 2021, Kong or Godzilla v Kong, and then mm-hmm. Kong had his own movie, which. Uh, I don't have the date for you. I'm so sorry. I think it was 2019 as well, or 2020. It was very close to the... No, no, it was it was before... I'm going to look it up. Like 20... I'm going to look it up. I'm looking it up now. It's fine. 2017. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck my drag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't type fast enough. So yes, um, King Kong was uh, kind of his his first movie, and it's him as young Kong. And spoilers. What is the spoiler uh, situation here? Just dive in. Yeah, spoilers don't matter. Yeah, just Snake kills yeah. Dumbledore. Okay. Soylent Green is people. Um, oh, yo, I haven't seen that one. What the hell? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, at the, at the, the Last of Us Part Two ends with. Um, no, we'll, I'll, I'll save that one. All right. So, yeah, Kong in uh, his own movie is very young. It's back in like Vietnam times, mm-hmm. I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. so they stumble upon him, they get sucked into whatnot, and uh, they find him, and he's like little, little Kong. Um, you know, he's still very big. He's still chucking trees at helicopters. He's still fighting snake monsters. So he's like uh, Mighty Joe Young size. Remember that? No, Remember that? Slightly bigger. Okay, slightly bigger. I, I would, uh, Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong was uh, Mighty Joe Young size. Gotcha. Okay. Because he's fucking huge in Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. So now it's uh, current times, cur- the current trilogy times, uh, 40 years later, I suppose. And he is the size of Godzilla. He is the size of a building. Um, Dang. And I think uh, he even has like some uh, some gray scruff going on. I, you know, they aged him a bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, starting with a Godzilla v Kong out right now. And if this is this Wednesday's episode, you only have until Friday to stream this on HBO because it leaves on April 30. So. Oh my god, I didn't not, know not that. Yeah, yeah. You so got uh, like three more weeks of Mortal Kombat. Put that off. Watch Godzilla vs Kong, which I have not watched. <laughs> oh my god, so freaking good. Anyway, opens up with Godzilla. Excuse me, King Kong it has the gray going on. It's like, oh shit, he's back. Yes, and it is very much, very much his movie. Uh, he gets all the, the character development. Um, the main characters you got. I wrote them down, and I promptly lost them. <laughs> you got uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, Rebecca Hall from the town. Uh, that's where I know where at least. Um, <laughs> I like that reference. So they are on. They are on Team Kong, uh, shipping him out to effectively uh, fight Godzilla because they're in the start of the movie, uh, early on at least. Uh, Godzilla is wreaking havoc, and so he's coming off of two movies where he's saved the day, and now he's hopping to it. He's destroying shit with the blue fire. Um, Everybody's bringing out all the tanks and stuff to stop him. He's like, whatever, disappears. So now they're like, we have King Kong in custody, effectively, uh, in mm-hmm. this whole world of monarch running the system, uh, hunting down all these uh, kaiju, basically, and uh, containing them. 
which was a big mm-hmm. piece of uh, God, Godzilla King of the Monsters. So now we learn that they have Kong, they throw him on a boat, and mm. fucking 45 minutes into this movie, we have Pacific Rim 2 that I never got. We have the fight. <laughs> I was going to say, Pacific, Pacific Rim 2 is a film that exists. You can watch it. It's just, you have watched it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one, you know, they throw you in it. They throw you in. Uh, Kong on the boat, Godzilla swimming under, jumping up. You got the whole poster scene that we've all seen of the two going at it. Mm-hmm. And that's the scene. that They're hopping boats. They're firing <laughs> all the all the artillery shit. Um, so and, I, guess, I guess um, um, uh, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is the last time we've seen Godzilla on screen before this movie, does it mm-hmm. does it end with him being like the enemy or because I thought in that one he was like fucking up all the other historic Godzilla monsters from all the previous films. Right. So that one was very exciting because it brings in, you know, people that we've seen before. Mothra um, and and fucking I don't know. Yeah, Mothra. Bad guy was King Ghidorah, the three headed dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically a I'll say alien is his backstory. You know, everybody else is Earth uh, origin. So they all spawned on Earth. They're basically Titans from old times when shit got up to Titan size. But Ghidorah is from outer space, comes to Earth. And he basically comes in with his alpha energy and fucks up everybody. (laughs) Um, Actually, you know what? They did, they found him in ice. So he came to Earth however long ago, got frozen in ice, bad guys found him, let him go. Uh, Quick Hmm. plot. So King of the Monsters is the fight of Godzilla trying to get rid of this alien that is able to basically take over everybody else, all the other Titans. Um, and like they are all now following him. Okay. So Godzilla and him are fighting. And that was, was so exciting because you got uh, you got Rodan came in, you got Mothra, you got uh, the big ass fucking spider. Um, I think they changed his name, but it's uh, Scylla. And uh, I think they bring back one of the Muto from the first one. Oh, okay. But they're basically all they're basically all going around tearing up, destroying cities and shit. And Godzilla's like, Ooh, "We gotta change this." And the humans in that one are on his side, so they are all working together. Uh, fast forward, he defeats Ghidorah, and all the other uh, kaiju come around him are just like, "Yes," they bow down, and that's that's the end of the movie. So he's a good guy. And then gotcha. you jump to uh, Godzilla Kong, and he's like, "Nah." Blowing he does that. Up, blowing that up. That's 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 his whole vibe, though, right? Historically, mm-hmm. even across the mm-hmm. Japanese films, it's like it's sometimes he's the savior, sometimes he's the problem, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, because I am using your HBO Max account, maybe you saw. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, spoilers! This whole time. Is is that who's been watching The West Wing? Yeah, no, I know it's you. <laughs> uh, Not me. So I'm because, also using because... your HBO. Hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> the boyfriend gave me the login. He probably gave Taylor the login too. Yeah, that checks out. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, you want Showtime? My parents pay for Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll get that uh, in the closing uh, as the music playing. <laughs> Be like, Tony, Bill, can you send us the login for this? Hilarious. But yeah, so on HBO Max, uh, because they have Godzilla now, uh, they have all the old stuff too. Oh, so shit. I just watched uh, Kill All Monsters from, I want to say it was like 69. Uh, and this is toy planes. This is toy trains yes. on 
like things on string that you can see. They're bobbing along. You got the man in the suit. Yes. But uh, what this one has is a majority of the monsters. So it also has Rodan. Mm-hmm. It has uh, Mothra, uh, and their own version of the spider. And they're all breaking loose. This is also aliens coming to Earth, uh, take, nice. uh, letting everybody uh, roam free. They are controlling them all, destroying all the cities. And then you got King Ghidorah, who shows up out of nowhere. Like I was, wa- I watched it in two parts, and I just finished it last night. And I'm watching, and then all, all at once, here comes Ghidorah. Missed the entire setup. No idea why, <laughs> but alien connection, and uh, you know, they all basically just gang up and beat him. Can I, I found give? The old Japanese um, so, as far as King Kong information, uh, can I just give the the knowledge that I learned from a certain studio tour that I gave um, as a, a job for a year? Cool. That this information is only useful in this moment can, or can, on a tour. Um, can we save um, the tour? Or is that sure. uh, Optimist? Is brought uh, to you by Paramount Plus. <laughs> Stream Paramount <laughs> Plus today. They're not paying us, but maybe after this, they will. Star Trek's there, and also The Good Fight. Yeah, and Drag Race All-Stars. Oh, yeah! Um, yes, so at that studio that you named, I used to give studio tours, and the 1933 King Kong film, the original, was filmed at stage 25. This I have useless knowledge <laughs> that will never be important. It was st- filmed at stage 25, um, so Faye Ray, who, uh, plays Ann Darrow, correct? Yes. I'm not mixing the two names up. I believe that's correct. Um, stage 25. She's considered the first, Billy, you've heard the story. She's considered the first scream queen in Hollywood. She's the one that gets uh, grabbed, because right? Because the animatronic hand that grabs her, um, in the movie, she lets out a guttural scream. Um, and it was like one of the first takes they did. That's the take they kept, and it's because it was a real-ass scream. It broke her rib whenever it grabbed her. So people have tried to recreate that scream, and if you go watch it and you know that, it's really upsetting (laughs) because when it grabs her, it grabs so tight that it breaks her rib and she lets out a real scream. But the other useless fact, the King Kong puppet that's uh, to scale by inches, each inch is uh, a foot and it's all stop motion. So King Kong is uh, an 18 inch puppet that they use. Wow. Uh, it's very, very cute. You can look up a picture of it. He's adorable. He's like, maybe no one can see what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> he's a very small little puppet and it was all stop motion. And that's my useless information that luckily pertains here. I used to get paid to tell that's that cool. story. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. So Original Scream Queen was from, it's also, I just looked it up. It's considered the, still one of the top like 50 horror films of all time. Yeah, it's hugely influential. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the fourth greatest horror film of all time and considered the 56th greatest film of all time. Um, according to which people is who make crazy. Lists. Yeah, according to whoever. <laughs> I don't know who decided that. Anyway, that was my one contribution <laughs> to this well, conversation. I remember, I, I think uh, Naomi Watts, uh, her scream was pretty on point in the in, Peter uh, Jackson one. Peter Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She's just really good in that so movie. I, I just remember people were were like bummed that it was like three and a half hours long. But uh, mm-hmm. you don't like uh, long Peter Jackson movies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was coming off. Oh, was that the Jack Black yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. That was where he was coming off of Lord of the Rings, and he was like, "I can get away with this again." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, no, just wait until you make Hobbit three films for whatever reason. Um, Mm-hmm. Taylor, have you watched many of the older Godzilla films? I mean, I love that you were watching Destroy the Monsters um, 
So I don't destroy know all monsters. Why? Yeah, I don't know why I know them. Um, <laughs> I believe back in the day when I was a young warthog, I did have a couple <laughs> of the Godzilla movies because I think I had like Mecha Godzilla. I had I knew Mothra. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was myself, uh, cousins, but definitely, definitely knew them. Definitely grew up with them. And uh, so, yes, I am a fan of the uh, 1998 uh, New York Godzilla. I was going to say, I was about the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, because that was a cultural, that was like a moment that summer. That was like supposed to be the film of the year for, for 1998 I, summer. Somewhere in storage, I do still have the Taco Bell toys for that movie. Yes. <laughs> I have, I have like the, the watch. I have the little uh, figurine. I have, they're somewhere. And yes, I definitely got them have the movie on dvd uh, it does not hold up well at all yeah because Dang. because it was at the time they were like cutting edge special effects a fully cgi godzilla and uh, uh 1998 fully cgi does not typically hold up he looks a little bit like a like i remember when i rewatched mighty morphin power rangers as an adult like the mm-hmm. the, the film with ivan ooze and for like the first chunk of that movie it holds up pretty well visually and then they get their new megazords and the megazords are all like computer rendered and they look horrible it's really upsetting how poorly they've aged and i feel like godzilla probably has done the same thing um the only thing i remember about that movie was they were like so determined to keep the design of godzilla a secret as they didn't put him any any marketing and you like couldn't find images of him anywhere until the movie came out and it was like oh maybe they hit him because he looks like a fish like he looks weird in that one He's like oh. a, a long, like, T-Rex kind of body. Like a crocodile, uh, so he's not, yeah. Yeah, so he's not upright. He's more kind of like on his big-ass, like, back legs, leaning forward T-Rex style, uh, running forward, like, face first. Whereas, you know, now they've kind of brought it back. He's more upright, uh, lumbering, but, you know, he'll charge. But uh, short, still the short arms, but very, like, kind of more. Oh, yeah, he's very lizardy. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I gotta go watch all these movies. There's so many Godzilla movies, Dagny. <laughs> so I guess, and, uh, Taylor, do you know anything about, because I know that there's there's kind of this, like, especially because of the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, there's, like, this, this opinion in Japan about American Godzilla films oh. as just, like, not getting it or, like, missing the point. Do you, do you know <laughs> how these recent, this recent trilogy of four films has been received? <laughs> I actually don't. I don't know how they've, uh, what the, you know, what what the thought is about this current trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can think is, uh, when was it? Two thousand eight. Uh, Cloverfield. Yeah, was mm-hmm. an attempt to make the American Godzilla. Yes. Um, so still, you know, very years ago, but it was their attempt to bring an Americanized kaiju, American uh, Godzilla, and you know, there like the respect is there, and so. Yeah. That's, that's at least our direction from us going their direction. I don't know what they think about uh, ours. They just pejoratively. <laughs> <laughs> I have a. Do you guys want some useless Cloverfield? Yeah, because I want to talk to Taylor also about. Also from the Paramount I tour. Talk to Taylor about <laughs> do we want it? Fucking let's do it. More useless knowledge. So part of the Cloverfield film was um, filmed in the New York backlot. Am I going to get in trouble for I have this? No idea. I might. People pay $70 for this tour. Anyway, um, the New York back lot, they filmed part of the Cloverfield film. And I've said film a lot. Anyway, so the Statue of Liberty head, 
um, was the correct size, but made out of styrofoam. Um, so when it crashes down, it was truly a couple of crew members that went boop and like tossed it <laughs> and then it crashed down. Um, and they had it on display, I guess, at Paramount for a little while, but yeah, it's a, it was a nice little styrofoam thing. I feel like there was other Cloverfield information. I, they used a giant green screen up uh, to cover up palm trees was one oh, yeah, part of it. Oh yeah, because it's New York. So they had to put palm yeah. trees in front of green screens in front of the palm oh, trees. Yeah. Cause yeah it's, yeah, it's all New York. I, I, Taylor, I remember yeah. the hype around Cloverfield being something that mm-hmm. you were really into. And if I'm remembering correctly, I was only at the midnight premiere of that movie because you brought me and I knew nothing about it. <laughs> and then do you remember this? Cause here's the stupidest thing that, that I remember. Cause I did, I really enjoyed the first Cloverfield and I really had a great time at that midnight premiere, but we were in high school and this rave motion pictures, rest in peace was filled with boys our age, which is already a mistake. And then, because we were like 16, 17, 18. And then because Cloverfield was all first person found footage, they gave all of us disposable Kodak cameras. Do you remember this? What? They gave every single person who came to the midnight premiere just a little, and it was like, yeah, it's like you're in Cloverfield. Take pictures of the premiere. And then- I do not. Oh my God. And then if you know anything about those disposable cameras, you know that after you run out of film, you can still charge the flash and then smack it really hard against your hand and make the flash <laughs> right. go off. So this midnight premiere of Cloverfield, all these like 17-year-old boys would just randomly during the movie just smack the camera to make it blind the <laughs> audience. It was such a add, shit show. Add- Adds to the experience. Yes, yes. So that's that's whatever I think about Cloverfield. I'm like, remember when I saw that with Taylor and all those fucking teenagers? I was one of them. Had the camera oh making flashes the whole time. Oh, that's so terrible. That's back when you were uh, experimenting with epilepsy, even. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Huh. But no, I uh, back 0708. They did the whole online viral Which, uh, yeah. ad campaign. Yeah, and. Like, I don't think that they were the first, but it was the first that really I paid attention Really successful one. It was, like, the first one that really worked. And I don't mm. remember any, like, what the impetus was. Like, when we first uh, actually started following it, but we did. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. You bought into like, that hype in, like, such a cool way. I was about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the movie, like, the movie itself uh, lends itself to it. Uh, with the whole found footage thing, you know, they're skipping throughout time where there's jumps mm-hmm. in uh, recording on the the, uh, the film that's already in there. But, and, you know, spoilers, oh, wait, it goes to the very <laughs> end. Uh, I don't know if it's pre-credits, post-credits, um, but you have the main couple uh, there at Coney Island. They're on the Ferris wheel. And it's like right before they've broken up, they're on the Ferris wheel going along. And, you know, they have like a little kiss and it holds on them. Uh, what's it called? Selfie style. And in the mm-hmm. background, out in the fucking ocean, you see the fucking Cloverfield monster crash down into the water. Yeah. Uh, it's like only a couple weeks or so before uh, the, the main movie. Yeah. Because I, so, I, like, I remember yeah. we walked out of that theater and we were like, did you see the splash? I didn't see the splash. Yeah, right at the end. Oh, there's a fucking splash. <laughs> like, and we were talking about what the splash was for like a month. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, wild. And then we were like, it's definitely going to be the sequel. The marketing team and then did we, their and job. And we never got the sequel until JJ's Netflix sequel that... Uh, with John Goodman that I never watched. Right. And Cloverfield yeah. Lane, right? Is that the number? Are those the correct? Yeah. I also just love, too, that the reason they're yeah. called Cloverfield is because the Bad Robot offices are on Cloverfield Boulevard in Santa Monica. Like, that's where the name comes from. Like, oh, really? yeah, it's where, where JJ's office is. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. 
Uh, well, let, wait, we can get back on track because we. I know, I, but this I has think been good. I was the one that really changed <laughs> yeah, the topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just general giant. Well, I mean, like, it, these it, are my. It really incorporates all the uh, to... all the different kaiju throughout. Yeah, because uh... Godzilla's hugely influential. I mean, even even I mean, I haven't yeah. seen Pacific Rim two because Taylor told me not to, but Pacific Rim one, which I also saw because Taylor dragged me to, um, mm-hmm. is incredible. And is definitely like a, a, a not only a love letter to like kaiju movies, but also like mobile suit Gundam anime shows. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's nice. I really like it when when we get something good that's clear when it's like okay, this is influenced by anime and Japanese film, and then it's awesome. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. That's I mean the first Pacific Rim really really is is beat for beat so good. Um, just as a visually stunning action movie. Um, Highly recommend. Giant monsters across the board. Um, Taylor, One of my favorite all time. Um, uh, so Taylor, do you feel of this new Godzilla trilogy? We've got the four movies because I'm including Kong Skull Island. Um, sure. Do you feel like like there was a weak point? Or do you feel like they, they were always working towards this final Godzilla versus Kong and then they fucking pulled it off? Uh, you know, listening, reading, doing whatever. Uh, it seems like the weak point would be the plot uh, as far as the humans are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one, uh, 2014 Godzilla was very human heavy and you had, uh, Brian Cranston, um, Brian Cranston, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, and it's kind of their story, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen trying to get back to each other, uh, in the aftermath of, you know, this Godzilla attack with, uh, Aaron helping out, uh, with a whole bomb, uh, scenario, um. So that one, very human heavy, and they kind of like teased you with Godzilla. That's where the trailers had the uh, halo drop coming yes. down. It was very ominous going through the clouds. And then here, I, maybe even the movie, you have like some explosions or something, and you see the shadow, the outline of Godzilla. So they took their time with uh, Godzilla in that one. And then you get to King of the Monsters, which kind of does the double dipping. Uh, because you have Godzilla versus Ghidorah, mm-hmm. all the other guys do uh, their story, which, you know, they don't have dialogue, so it's just action. So you get that, and you're like, yes, I want to see the monsters fight. Um, mm-hmm. Let's them fight. And then you have the humans, so that, which that, is, uh, What's his name? That's um, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, yes. <laughs> quoting Ken Watanabe from the trailer. So the second one has uh, Kyle Chandler and, Billy, you have to help me, uh, Vera Farmiga. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Far- yeah, from the the Conjuring and the the Departed. Um, Farmiglioff. Oh, from Bates Motel. Yes, Bates Motel. Up in the air. Yes, like she's such an incredible. She actress. really is. I, I do adore her and everything she's ever done. Vera Farmiglia, so movie, I think. Shoot. Something like. Well, that, that was insulting. Probably she's mad. <laughs> but I feel, I feel like you guys know her name more than mine. Otherwise, uh, it's the two of them are basically separated Farmiga. and sorry, and they have uh, their child. Uh, Billy Bobby Brown and Billy Bobby Brown. <laughs> and so it's uh, on the human side, it's them. They, they, they represent two different factions. Uh, I think uh, Kyle Chandler is basically just a nature dude who knows animals, who gets conscripted into Monarch working for Godzilla, working with Godzilla, uh, kind of following him along, supporting where they can. And then Vera is with Greenpeace. Um, trying to basically use the use the kaiju to uh bring about like uh environmental change like they're going to destroy shit Mm -hmm. environmentally 
Greenpeace. <laughs> Sign up today. Uh, <laughs> and that's still and it's like, Sally. Sally Hawkins is still in that one because she was in the first one. She's in it. Yeah, she's in it for a. Scene. Well, it's because she. Um, it's because she very quickly went and, and did The Shape of Water and got an Oscar nomination. Like busy, was uh, like, oh, fucking a fish. Yeah. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> a sidebar about The Shape of Water. Just because I and I, I've said this in my stand-up routine before, but if you would like, when everyone's like, I don't get why she would fuck the fish. Those people are cowards. Just across the board. <laughs> um. Cool. Oh boy! Taylor's making notes. Yeah. Is this about therapy? Again? No, I, I was, I was, I was checking, checking yeah, my notes because you, no, you had a question. You had a question about the uh, weak point. Mm. And so between the three, between the three Godzilla, at least uh, King of the Monsters definitely takes a dip as far as uh, critics go. You know, just checking Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You know, the other mm-hmm. two are up in the uh, seventy-six range, seventy-five, and then King of the Monsters is the dip at forty-two. And across the board, it seems like audience really liked all three and was growing with each one got up to like 60 80 90 with uh the latest one latest one but the critics did not like king of the monsters and they give that to uh the plot yeah which is you know again the human side so and that's essentially where i disagree with them (laughs) and so when you guys all go back to watch this movie uh you know there is a certain point where you do have to suspend disbelief and The reason uh, Godzilla v. Kong works so well is because very fast, you suspend your disbelief. And you're like, yeah, no, we're doing it. This is the fucking ride. <laughs> and you have a grand time. <laughs> King of the Monsters, Monsters kind of takes you on that path. And you have to find the point where you finally do. And you're like, okay. And this is where the movie becomes the fucking movie. So gotcha. this one, King of the Monsters uh, is, again, the humans following Godzilla. He gets his ass kicked by the military. Uh, stupidly, and he has to go into hiding. He basically goes into the whole hollow earth system yes. that uh, kind of T talked about in Kong, its own movie. So this is where all the Titans have been hiding out for millennia. Mm-hmm. He goes down in there. The humans, they hop into a sub. They're like, we got to track him down. We got to help our boy. You know, his heart's going boop, boop, like he's about to die. So they have to go oh, no. save him. So they all hop down there, get sucked into the hollow earth. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, no, our submarine is going to crash. And then they survive, and uh, they get down there, and it's all ancient ancient ruins. Um, who built them? Who fucking knows? And they're still cruising along, and here's where you're like, all right, well, I mean, we're in the fucking center of the earth, so here's the movie. I mean, let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> so here is where we lose uh, Ken Watanabe. He... Uh, Aww. Hops, hops in a little uh, little drone submarine, takes a big old nuke with him uh, that he can carry, and basically finds uh, Godzilla just on his last leg here in like molten core where all the radioactivity is. He's trying to charge himself back up. Ken starts the timer on this thing, goes walking over, takes off his little like space helmet because you know there's air, but it's all toxic, and uh, he's you know like puts the hand on the nose basically. The eye like slowly opens up. And he's like, you know, I don't remember what he said, but. And so here is where, you know, it goes back topside and Ghidorah's raining hell upon the earth. Uh, Billy Bobby Brown has stolen Greenpeace's machine that's controlling all the monsters. She's going rogue. And now Ghidorah's chasing her down. And back to Vera, she gets to come in here with the whole mom energy. So mm-hmm. she brings in this mom energy to save. Um, and so you get this p- nice little parallel 
as this whole scene is unfolding. It's like the, it's the final scene. Basically they're in uh, I don't know, Boston and that's, that's where Vera's at. She's usually, she was in there on the departed too. So I'm just going to assume she's just always <laughs> right, right? there. So, you know, they're out there. Um, Ghidorah's come down, destroying Billy Bob Brown is missing. Vera's, uh, Vera's zoning in Ryan Chandler zoning in. They have to go find their daughter. And this is where the two plots kind of come together. So you get this nice little thing going on of uh, Vera trying to run away. She's about to die. Ghidorah's about to come stomp on her. And it's like, oh, it's all quiet. And you got this heartbeat going. And then Godzilla comes in. And then so Ghidorah's like, wait, what? And here's Godzilla, <laughs> supercharged from the fucking atom bomb, just traipsing along. So now you got this dual fight. You got the monsters fighting. You got the humans trying to get away from cool. all the laser beams coming down. And uh, I want to say out of it. Yes, out of it, uh, Godzilla's getting beat up pretty bad. Mothra comes flying in. I got to so catch got, up on all, because I've only seen the, the 2014 Brian Cranston. So you get this, you get this like Quick three little, Scarlet Witch one. yeah, this, this kind of story going on of like the monsters fighting. You got the uh, uh, humans trying to do their thing. Mothra comes flying in. And the way that they pitch it, it's like, here's them, here's them, here's them, here's them. And they're all hitting like the same beats. And I like blew me away. I mean, I was already jazzed. I saw it in theaters. Went out to go <laughs> see it. Great. But it just sounds like, it was, yeah, yeah. It, it takes, there's like a lot of like world building on the human side that's not super compelling to mm-hmm. get to the giant monster fight. Right. Cool. I can, so under, I can understand the critique, that. but hey, you said the, the, the first Kong Godzilla fight is 45 minutes in. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, yeah, because they, they were like, okay, how do we pace this better? We're just going to sprint towards it. Fuck yeah, here's the fight. Let's go. I'm glad that you say that you like the humans plot line, because that's what I've heard most people critique is like, they're like, we don't need that. But I I think it, I haven't personally watched them, but I feel like it would get boring if it was just the monsters fighting the whole you time. You would be there wrong. There must be some sort of, <laughs> am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there is also a fun thing about just watching them battle in the ocean for two hours. I would also watch that. But so yeah, that's like the, uh, the latest one, uh, Godzilla v. Kong. People, yeah. It's, they say they're like the, as you say, Billy Bobby Brown. Um, they were like, we didn't need Billy Bobby Brown. I don't know, triple B. <laughs> triple B. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that was the only critique really that people, they were like, we didn't need that, but not what is left all. without it? Not oh, at really? All, you agree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in the, in the latest one, uh, definitely the humans are unnecessary. Um, I mean, the humans for this one, spoilers, are the bad guy. Uh, because spoilers. Yes, I do. Yes. I knew that. So, I had heard. So I saw Dick about this one, right? Yeah, no, they kept, they, any... they kept that a secret. They, I, I found out after it was out and people were talking about it. That was like, I oh, might, yeah, even, I, I I might got... even censor this part of the episode because the movie is so new. But yeah, that was... That was oh like a, put a little warning in. And now I'll just bleep. I'll just bleep whenever someone says, <laughs> like just then. Did you hear that bleep? Oh, look at that editing, Billy. You're so good. So people won't really know the spoiler, but yeah, that's that's fucking cool that that happens. Okay. Okay. So yes, I saw nothing about it. I got no leaks, nothing, and I'm just going along. I was like, I only want Godzilla and Kong. You know, I'm chill with that. And. Mm-hmm. and you get to Act Three, and the humans are like, "Hey, we are also here. Surprise! Bleep incoming." Fucking <laughs> good God. I let, so, you know, there's this whole scene where Millie Bobby Brown, correction, 
Uh, <laughs> and her troop, like this is the entire human plot, is just her being a sleuth. She's being a Harriet the Spy going along. So they track down what the bad guy humans are doing, wind up in this whole like anti- this whole big ass chamber. Mm-hmm. The floor opens up, platform comes out, there's this orb on top, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Bleep incoming. It's fucking. <laughs> oh my god wow lost my wow. i i was screaming at the tv just no oh, I said. <laughs> fucking losing it well that's it i, I mean said, i mean yeah watch watch godzilla versus kong you have two fucking days two days i mean i might go watch, I might tonight, watch it tonight I, I literally i might wait is it okay if i just watch that and not the other ones or should i try and fit all so three for this, or four in no, for yeah, for this one, because uh, Billy had the same question. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Kong goes, this again his movie. So they do, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need the first one. It's all just kind of world building, and okay. this one follows him on his whole uh, kind of character arc, uh, hmm. get into themes of like family, like his purpose, shit like that. Um, gotcha. As far as the other ones. You know, it's all just uh, side characters, really. Cool. You know, haven't having the backstory. I yeah, sounds really fun. I want to watch it. <laughs> well, before um, so Taylor, I feel like we've we've probably reached the point where we can move we can move on unless you have any final thoughts on Godzilla. Oh, wait, yeah, I have, sorry, I have a really ignorant question. Cool. This is going to be I, probably make me sound really stupid. Do they speak Godzilla and Kong? I'm so sorry. I feel like an idiot, but do they do they talk? Yeah, no. Uh, Godzilla makes uh, lizard noises, and uh, okay. King Kong does his uh, growling thing. But uh, they also have like they detail the eyes, you know. Very so like, there's definitely faces. yes, there's definitely like conversation happening, but okay. there are no subtitles. No. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. I mean, I have I, I didn't know nothing, so I assumed they didn't. I assumed it was mostly noises and faces. So, but I'm sold. I'll watch it. <laughs> Billy, what were you going to say? I was actually going to say, Taylor, before we move on to what a pitch, do you think that you could have for your other two topics just like 30 seconds to pitch me and Dagny and the world (laughs) on, let's start with Dragon Ball Z, the Majin Buu seasons? Pitch you in what regard? This is is, is season nine of DBZ. Um, If I... I don't know. Do you want? I just tell people to watch it. I just remember there were cookies involved, and I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z as a kid, but that interested me for some reason. I was like, turn people into cookies? That's fucking weird. I didn't know the show was this weird. Yes. That was Majin Buu. His whole deal was he was turning people into food. He was this whimsical little world destroyer who didn't care, only cared about food. So you had <laughs> human-sized crackers that he was like, yes, losing his shit. Uh, this season in particular is the final season of Dragon Ball Z proper. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. so this is where you know all the characters. There's too much backstory. But this is the one where you have like Vegeta, the bad guy from season one, turn, mm-hmm. you know, the antihero the entire time. He descends into his own darkness and comes out on the other side, sacrifices himself for the planet, for his family, mm-hmm. for Goku, his arch nemesis, basically. Um, yeah. All for naught because this world destroyer is just so powerful. And oh yeah, they kill off Vegeta yeah. just like for nothing is achieved. It sucks. Yeah, exactly. I do remember and that. so when you're when you're when you're fucking eleven and twelve and you watch your favorite character suicide for nothing, and then the season continues for another fucking like year. Oh, shit was intense. <laughs> 
And uh, uh, and when it comes to N sixty four classic, The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, uh, the dark one. Yeah. So if there there is certainly a theme amongst these three, it's how uh, Japan got America back with depression because <laughs> Majora's. <laughs> Because Majora's Mask is definitely a depression in the video game. Mm-hmm. Um, you have these very, it's N64 graphics. The characters are all smiling, laughing, and whatnot. And the music is haunting from the very beginning. Dagny, do you know the, you basic, have... do you know the basic premise of Majora's Mask? I don't really. I know Ocarina yeah. and Wind Waker pretty well, but I so don't know Majora's shorthand Mask. version, Link shows up in this new town. And above the town, the moon is falling towards the town. And in three days, it's going to crush, hit the planet, crush, and kill everybody. And nobody except for Link seems to give a shit. And Link (laughs) has to go and do these dungeons. And every time the three days come up, the moon comes down and he has to play the ocarina to go back in time and keep trying to find a way to stop the moon from crushing the town. That's that's the game. That's sad. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty yeah. and so you have you have three days to go to this you know there's like four zones you have to get like you have to beat the four bosses and you just start on day one you have that much time to do it you can uh fuck around with the speed of time to give yourself more but sure. that's the whole thing but yes this moon it has a face and it's this angry face and again another kind of like world destroyer is this mask majora's mask who is like mm-hmm. all powerful so you're basically fighting that but uh quick point on that um Again, as a child playing this game. <laughs> um, yes. What really sticks with me is the one time where I generally fucked up and I left the game on pause. And I don't know if this is a cutscene or if it really happened, but I left the game on pause because mom needs to run errands. So we go to the bank, we do whatever. I'm gone for an hour and I come back and I go down to my TV. I'm all ready to hop back in and the moon is crashing into the town. <laughs> I am watching it unfold across <laughs> the room as the moon across comes crashing, the down, <laughs> crashing down on like I have failed. It's almost like the start timed out and the game reactivated and just burnt all the time that was left. I watched the fucking oh, moon no. crash into this town. Just and I raced across the room, hit reset so hard. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't hit anything on the controller to maybe save it. No. Reset, start over. <laughs> Holy fuck. It has ruined me to this day. <laughs> That's so sad. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, you heard it here, folks. Not only just every one of the 50 Godzilla movies, but specifically the recent trilogy of four films, Godzilla 2014, Godzilla King of Monsters, Kong Skull Island, and Godzilla vs. Kong. On top of that, Dragon Ball Z has been around forever. You, I mean, watch it, read it, do it. And then, of course, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, which honestly I'm hoping for a Switch port of Ocarina and Majora before too long. Because um, I love Ocarina, and you know, I say that though. All I really want is a Wind Waker remake. remake. Legend of Zelda: The Wind, Wind Waker is, so is, is I love it so much. Um, also, Wind Waker was just very cute. It's very yeah. cute, but it's I, got a it's got a dark cute. plot too. And Ganon, Ganondorf's oh, yeah. speech at the end is maybe like the darkest villain speech in any Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> like he's just it's oh, but it's great. Um, cool. Well, Taylor, is it that time? I Billy? think it's that time. We have reached the point in the program. Shout out to uh, uh, our current reigning RuPaul's Drag Race queen, Simone, for being the reason I say program. Even though she never says program, she said, at the flag factory. And I just copied it forever. Factory. Um, mm-hmm. But Simone won, everyone. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, I love her. Um, uh, we'll replay a game called What a Pitch. What a Pitch is where our guest, in this case, Taylor Swain, um, has to give us uh, a, an object and a genre. And Dagny and I will each have 30 seconds to pitch it to him. 
Um, before we do that, I uh, also took a uh, improv class one time. Wow, thank you. Wow, you took it with me. We were friends. Um, I also just had a thought. Uh, if any of you followed like this weird pop culture thing that happened this past week and saw the Josh fight, um, basically online they organized uh, Josh versus Josh versus all these Joshes met in a field in Nebraska to fight each other <laughs> with um, pool noodles, and the winner was a five-year-old Josh named Josh so Swain. Taylor, have you emailed your cousin? Are you related to the King of the Joshes? <laughs> you know, so unfortunately, nice. I've never seen this kid before in my life. <laughs> so I'm going to say he is not one of my clan, but uh, I am so, so proud for this kid. Yeah, good it's King incredible. of the Joshes. All right, so what a pitch. Dagny, who goes first? We just did the episode with Sarah. Me? I think you do go first. Cool. Yes. All right. Oh Taylor, okay. I'm going to take my headphones off. Actually, I'm going to keep the headphones on. I'm just going to mute the computer. Everyone at home, listen to all this fun technical stuff. So my finger is going towards the mute. Okay, I can no longer okay, just hear mute. any of you. Go ahead. That's a lie if I ever heard it, but okay. Yeah, he's cheating. Okay, go ahead, Taylor. What's the thing and the other thing? I would like a pitch for the Broadway musical sequel to B-Movie. You know what's awful is I haven't seen B movie, so I'm just gonna make this up. <laughs> so it's gonna be about wasps. It's gonna be far <laughs> darker. <laughs> uh, murder hornets and wasps are taking over the world. This musical is, like I said, much darker. It's also going to be mostly dance. It's gonna be a lot of movement. Think cats. Uh, we're just taught. We're we're like going over the anatomy of these wasps, and they're also murdering everyone. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Sweeney Todd level of violence. Okay. I guess we we still want to have kids, you know, because there's going to be the draw of like it's a sequel to the B movie. You should come see it, but we don't want parents taking their kids out <laughs> at intermission. So not too too violent, but it's it's definitely going to be much darker than what I assume B movie to be. So is and it sti- Is Go it ahead, stylized what? the same as Cats? Is it just, just yes? Let me cover I want my them face. To be- Wasps the musical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I want them full body costumes. Like yeah. Cats, full makeup, even as grand as Lion King. And are we, are we speaking in uh, <laughs> English or are there are they just buzzing the entire time? So you brought up Sweeney. Is it just like... That, if I would think the orchestration, a lot of it would be great if it was just buzzing sounds. <laughs> like really heavy percussion and just like high-pitched strings and from the orchestra to make really, okay, really okay. eerie noises. And final question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is the uh, what is the level of blood in this uh, this repo version of cats? <laughs> I feel like I mean, if they're just stinging them, maybe there's not too much blood. Maybe it's more like Science of the Lambs. We're imagining oh, how okay. horrific this is. Yeah, maybe it's all like somebody gets stung. It's behind like a shout. The... There's, there's yeah, like dancers coming around and yeah, yeah. cover. Okay. Yeah, it's very and it's like uh, what like silhouettes. You can so it's maybe mm-hmm. more accessible for kids. It's nice. not so violent. It's like the silhouette. Of let's let's keep talking. Stuff. So Billy's over there just sweating it out. <laughs> He's like, "This is too long." Okay, <laughs> you, Billy, you can come back. Come back. Dag me. Yeah. Are you aware that there's like a thirty second timer? <laughs> Taylor had questions. He had follow up questions. I know. I know. Mine I just, was only about thirty seconds. I literally just watched the most wild hand gestures from the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> wow all right what's the i'm excited for yours what's Billy? the prompt mr swain pitch me the broadway musical sequel to b movie 
I knew you were going to talk about B movie. <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about B movie somewhere because you sent me that. He literally dang me this morning. He sent me a text that was just like a, a B movie meme. And then he said, wouldn't it be wild if my thing that I brought in was B movie? <laughs> God damn it. All right. 30 seconds on the clock. Um, okay. Already it's going to be, it's going to be about how the marriage falls apart. Like they thought they could make it work. They thought they could be a couple together, but they can't because he's a B and I don't know if he has a penis or not, um, but his stinger falls out and he'll just die if he ever sting. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe that's a problem with his uh, willy. And uh, so it's kind of like the last five years. We see him going, we see the relationship falling apart from the bee's perspective. No, sorry. He's going backwards in time. So you see he starts sad. The, the marriage is fun. That's time. Yeah. But he starts sad and goes towards the beginning of the relationship while her she starts at the beginning of the relationship and it slowly ends as she as the, the musical goes on. You also got that backwards, but good job. That's how it goes in, in B-Movie wow. B movie 2. Oh, so it's different than yeah, Anna and Kendrick, Jeremy Jordan. Yeah, so it's called <laughs> B-Movie 2, B-Rodway. B-Rodway. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> so Dagny said that she had not seen the movie. I have not seen B movie. Oh, Dagny, you are. I, I can't even say. You're, I can't say missing out with a straight face. It's it's. Oh my gosh. But I'm still pretty proud of mine. But Taylor, you get to pick a winner, right? I do. I do have see? a follow up question, uh, oh, and I, I missed it because I had to mute myself because I was laughing. Um, <laughs> did, did did the bee's penis fall out in the, the stage play? Um, I know because I don't think that's a thing that happens with bees. We could, You're not going full Equus, just like B sheds <laughs> off his stripes. We could do it. We could do it with the stinger, the and it could be like a very heavy-handed metaphor. Like the audience will get it when we're like, his stinger fell off because his wife won't stop nagging. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then she like like or maybe she like cuts his his stinger off in the middle of the night and then throws it into a field, and then he has it surgically reattached, and then um, she gets off on self-defense because it turns out he was abusive and then he tries to, to recover his image by doing porn 10 years later. This is the Lorena Bobbitt story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think that <laughs> we just do. Uh, Both of us had a lot of time to elaborate on right. our Right, and pitches. Taylor, this is not part of the pitch, but I do also, if you have the money to invest, Bobbitt the musical. We're just going to cut that dick off on stage. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Wow. My goodness. All right. Well, they were very different. Uh, very different. Which... I like both. <laughs> I like both, by the way, a lot. Um, good God. Yes, Billy, yours was very much on brand because you would have the source material, but Daggered with Wasps, the musical, was very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> very impressive. What? <laughs> like cats? Exactly. <laughs> And it's like violent. That's it's the, gonna be so stupid. It's gonna so stupid. I can't wait for you to listen back to it, Billy. <laughs> I'm excited. That sounds amazing. Wait, so did I win? You won. Hell yeah! Dagny with another point, Ugh. probably. I love it. I love it. Cool. That's Wasps oh, musical. Well, nice. Well, Taylor, is there anything you would like to promote in any sense? I mean, I do want to extend this episode past Kevin's hour 25, but we're not going to make it. <laughs> so I do just want to uh, turn your show into a time capsule and say congratulations to Hunter on the, the wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, got Hunter married. got married. Hunter, our guest from, I don't remember the episode number, but it's called King of Smart Mountain, and we talk about the Hitman video games. Just got married. Very cool. Yeah. little shout out. Um, 
what else did I want to say? Oh, the president of the United States just talked about uh, Turkey's genocide being a genocide. So we have that on the books, which is very cool. <laughs> and now it's all part of Optimist. So, you know, that cultural touchstone. <laughs> Time capsule right here. And uh, yep. finally, as the vaccines keep rolling out, the world is opening back up. People are going to take time to stretch their legs, but we will come out on the other side. Aww. We'll go get Guinness together sometime. Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> You've been there every week since <laughs> last year. I am vaxxed and waxed, baby. I am getting my pints. Vaxxed and waxed, actually, yeah. I, um, 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 I mean, not, not too much, but both of you I are am. double vaxxed. I'm sitting here half vaxxed, but in about two weeks, I'll have the other one. And, uh, Oh, that-, that tweet of like the all of us walking around half vaxxed and it was Sid's toys <laughs> in Toy Story. That's <laughs> it was funny. really funny. Uh, can't wait until we're all vaxxed and I can go to orgies again. All right, Dagny, you want to wrap this show up? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, first of all, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, comment, rate, all those good things so we can get even more listeners. Um, I can't say much, but Poptimus has some exciting things coming up. So uh, follow our Instagram, which I've never plugged. <laughs> you <laughs> follow twenty two episodes in, you never once said <laughs> never, never mentioned it. Follow our Instagram because we'll probably have some uh, exciting new updates about new things that Poptimus is mm-hmm. going to be doing. Um, so other than that, feel free to email us if you have any hot takes at poptimuspod at gmail.com. We are keeping the phone lines open <laughs> to hear your thoughts. Um, but other than that, thank you again for listening. Thanks for being here, Taylor. Uh, you were a wonderful guest. I'm by no surprise by either yeah. of us. Um, so yeah, that's it. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Felicia's. Felicia's. <laughs> Topical. Yeah, wow. Culture. 2009 call. Bye-bye.